Hello. Yeah, can you hear me now? Yes. How are you? Yeah, I'm doing good. What about you? Good, good. Can't complain at all. Welcome to the Queen Candy Podcast. Thank you for coming on. It's absolutely a pleasure to be here on this platform today and uh, really looking forward to our conversation. Yes, yes. Actually, I was reading your bio that you sent me and I have never seen anyone with this level of background in education. I was very impressed. You've done so much. So let's start off. Tell everyone your name, you know, who you are and how you got into education for more than 20 years. This is amazing. Thank you so much. I'm really humbled. I mean, uh, this has got to do something with, you know, a kind of a passion to give back to the world. So, well, yes, it has been more than 20 years now, but the journey is absolutely remarkable and wonderful. Yeah. (laughs) And what led you to get into education? What motivated you to do that? Uh, Are you asking me about my education? Yes, and your involvement, you know, in teaching. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. my education was done uh, mainly in India. I'm based out of India, as you know. Yes. So it has been almost 23 years that I have been associated with the education sector now. Uh, So started off as an educator in an international school of repute in India, And then, uh, you know, spent a lot of years in school management and school leadership. I had established and founded uh, quite a number of, uh, you know, international schools of repute in India. And I must mention here that definitely that includes STEM World School, which happens to be the first STEM school in Western India, which was eventually awarded for being... uh, the second best international day school in the entire West Bengal region of India by Education World in 2016. So that also happens to be my brainchild, you see. So after spending more than two decades in the field of school education, school leadership and school management, uh, in the year 2020, I have actually stepped into the domain of higher education where currently I am the director of School of Education at one of the premier universities of Eastern India named Adamus University. And uh, additionally, I'm associated with premier educational organizations across India, as well as globally in senior advisory position, besides, uh, you know, myself being a director of a university. And uh, yes, as an inspirational speaker, I love to speak on various, you know, issues and, uh, uh, you know, uh, topics. And that is not limited only to education. So I speak widely on women empowerment, youth empowerment, mental health, leadership, and things like that. So as an inspirational speaker, I am frequently invited uh, to various uh, national as well as international forums to share my insights on these uh, issues and concerns. 
Wow. Wow, that is really amazing. And I'm still reading over your bio now. It says you've been awarded the top 50 women leaders in the education industry and the top 20 revolutionary leaders, education leaders, we apologize, by the Academic Council of, uh, who I don't say it's wrong, Ucolex? Of Ulex, yes. Okay, okay. What was that like? So um, it's a premier, you know, educational institution in India. Okay. So um, it does a yearly survey in the field of education and orders and recognizes uh, stalwarts in the fields of education. So that is what it does. And uh, yes, I have been blessed to be recognized <laughs> as, uh, you know, uh, one of the prominent edu leaders in India. Yeah, we bet, we bet. And you said you do inspirational speaking as well? Yes, yes, I do. Okay, that's nice. And I noticed you said something about mental health, um, and I wanted to ask about that. How do you feel with everything that's going on in the world right now? Do you think that mental health is rising? And there's more people dealing with it with everything that's going on. Yeah, of course. I mean, it's 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 a serious concern. Mm. But then I must say that uh, this is not something which is which is a new concern which has uh, come up. You see, we have to understand that there are certain issues which we like to brush under the carpet. You see, yeah. we don't speak about it. We don't like to address it. And we have a stigma associated with it. So mental health happens to be one such issue. So it's it's so normal and it's so natural to go to a doctor when you, uh, when you have a stomach ache or when you have a headache or when you have a leg injury. But then if you're not feeling well within, if you are not mentally uh, at your optimum level, if you're uh, suffering from anxiety, if you're suffering from a lot of stress, well, we think that it's something which is momentary, transitory, and uh, it, it, it is just going to pass. And right. so we really do not need to go to a practitioner, a professional, in order to deal with the same. So, well, um, I think uh, in the last two years when the entire world has been embroiled in this global pandemic. Oh, yeah. The concerns pertaining to mental health issues have really, you know, come up and it had really come into the fore to such an extent that now a lot of people have started acknowledging and they have started, you know, admitting the fact more to themselves, that this is something which is a reality. And it's not that, uh, you know, mental health issues and concerns are faced by people belonging to a certain age group. I... The fact has come into the fore that even children, you know, they're suffering from so many uh, mental health disorders arising from a lot of a lot of causes you see so in a way 
this global pandemic has actually, you know, uh, given a push to all of us that we have started acknowledging the fact that mental health is a serious issue which needs to be addressed and we need to talk about it. We need to be quite open about it and we need to face it and we are not supposed to hide it. Yeah, and you know, I think that a lot of people have so much um, fear because a lot of people are afraid to be judged. Yes. You know, and I've dealt with mental health a few times, so I definitely know firsthand. I watch my daughter go through it as well. It's very real. It's very real, and a lot of people are afraid to get help for various very reasons. <laughs> very true. Maybe. It's because, and as you rightly pointed out, yes, the stigma that is associated with mental health. Uh, one of the major aspects is definitely a kind of an innovation and fear that you're going to be judged. But then that is, I mean, that's such a wrong concept. That's such a wrong mental (laughs) construct. Because why should you be judged for something that you are facing? I mean, it, it, it is a kind of a fight. It's a kind of a struggle that you are going through. So you need to address that. You yeah. need to, uh, you need to, you need, I, I know that it needs a lot of courage, you know, to come to the fore and to say that, yes, I have suffered from, you know, these kind of problems, but then I have emerged out of it. And I'm a much better person because I have actually decided that I'm not going to hide it. I have decided that I'm going to face it. Absolutely. It's a lot of courage. That's true. It does. Um, And I had to do that myself. Like I said, I went through it. I did. Um, It got bad a lot of times. I think I went through postpartum and just dealing with life, period. And it, it does take a lot of courage. And just to let everyone know, yeah, I was judged and love what you said. I, I don't know why people have that fear, but we tend to judge each other when, you know, we are dealing with something. We don't care where you really are in your life, but we all are dealing with something. And the best way, you can't go around it, you can't go under it, so you have to go through it. <laughs> True. True. And I can I, I can really understand, I mean, the place from where you're coming from, because when you said that you have gone through postpartum, so this is also something which I have personally gone through. So oh. I can really, yeah, I can really resonate with whatever you're saying. And, uh, well, I, I, I feel that as it is, uh, you know, anything that has got to do with something uh, which we are facing within us, so that has got a stigma associated with it. But I feel more so when it comes to postpartum because it is related to motherhood and motherhood across all cultures. I'm not being culture-specific. I'm not being nation-specific. But across all culture, motherhood is seen as, uh, you know, it's seen as a kind of, a concept 
uh, which cannot be touched by all these things. I mean, you are bound to be happy. You are bound to feel happy when you have given birth to your baby. So right. you just cannot be otherwise. If you're otherwise, yes, you will definitely be judged because people are not ready to face the truth. That's so true. That is so true. And we think that's why a lot of people struggle with mental health because when, and this is just my opinion, um, when you really look at it, it's really within you. You give other people so much power over you and it controls you. Yes, yes. And especially women, we are, yeah. we are like, you know, so prone to give away our powers to others around us. And uh, we really do not feel, uh, I, I, this is my personal feeling, uh, oftentimes we really do not understand what we are doing. But we go mm -hmm. on abdicating our power. We go on giving our power to others. And then we are not in a position to be in charge of a lot of things that are essentially us. So we sort of lose control over uh, you know, the concept of who we are in reality. So it's, it's, it's difficult. It's difficult, I know, in a patriarchal society, but still patriarchy reigns, uh, you know, uh, and it, it controls a lot of, <laughs> it controls a lot of faces. Oh, so, yeah, uh, we, we definitely know. <laughs> yeah, it's difficult. It's difficult. But then I think it's time, it's high time that women, and we speak about education, speak about empowerment, but we have to understand true empowerment and true education lies in the fact when you are in charge of your feelings, you are in charge of your emotions, you are in charge of the decisions that you take about your life. So, yeah, yeah I believe that is what true education is all about. It's not the formal education that you receive in uh, the educational institutes, which uh, you know, end with um, someone getting a certification or a degree uh, at the end of a term. Well, that's not real education, according to me. Real education empowers you to take right and oftentimes difficult decisions about yourself and about your life. Yeah. That's so true. That's so true. I was actually just reading. I was going to ask you about that, but you already said it. So we don't know what life holds. And that's the most important part is what you just said. You know, you have to take hold and take power over your life. Otherwise, other people are going to do it for you. Yes. But then, but then we have to understand that... <laughs> You know, it has been so many years that we, uh, I mean, we women, we have actually been accustomed to something like this, that others are taking decisions about us. Others are deciding a lot of issues, a lot of things concerning us. So this is something that, you know, culture has actually taught us since childhood, 
that yeah. you are not in charge of your life there are so many other people around you and especially the male members you know surrounding you they are the ones who are going to take the decisions about your life yes so it's so natural it's so normal for women and, and in fact i would like to include so called educated women here even 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 for them also it's so you know it's 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 so easy it's so it, it's such a natural thing to abdicate their power and they are doing it they are doing it each and every point in their life and not exactly. realizing who they are essentially i mean i i believe that um, you know it's a journey it's it it takes real growth it takes real evolution for somebody to understand who you are in reality and once you do that well you will not be comfortable in abdicating your power at the drop of a hat no 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 you won't be so what advice can you give on that uh well i don't think that <laughs> I am in a position to give advice to anybody <laughs> but then I have a very simple message uh, mm -hmm. something which I I follow in my life well I can share that it's up to up to uh, the listeners whether they would uh, you know find some value out of it so that's oh, yeah. completely up to them so I have a very simple message you say I believe that uh the real fight that we women have to fight each and every point in our lives the real fight is never outside the real fight is always within us absolutely no matter yes no matter however we say and whatever we say that you know we can we can uh, you know continue with with our lives blaming patriarchy all through but then how long can we do that it's high time that we should take charge of our own lives and we have to admit to ourselves that the real fight is always within us it is the voice within you that is that is continuously telling you that you're not good enough yep. that you cannot make it that you have to depend on somebody else so you have to fight that inner voice you have to divorce yourself from those self limiting beliefs which are always you know telling you and haunting you with these kind of self limiting uh, beliefs about yourself wow. so unless you fight those voices unless you fight those inner demons it's absolutely i mean I mean the day you are able to do that I believe women will be <laughs> unstoppable I mean as it is I always believe that women are born leaders but the only difference is that they are not empowered they do not realize how much power and how much responsibility they have they have tremendous power and they have enormous responsibility to exercise that power 
Yeah, absolutely. And that's something eventually at what point we all as women realize, I know I can only really speak for myself and I went through all of that, you know, fear and um, self-sabotage because I didn't feel like I deserved certain things in my life and I got in my own way. You know, I messed a lot of things up and, you know, it took a lot of uh, pain and acceptance of the role I played and what I was going through in the surroundings. And now every day I try to speak positive things to myself in my mind. And I really feel like that's what a lot of women should do. You shouldn't listen to, like you just said, the outside world because Whatever it is that you're going through is within you. It's not saying it's your fault necessarily, but, you know, how will you handle it? How will you deal with it? And that's just how I help myself get through it. <laughs> Absolutely. And I, I think that um, we have to normalize the fact that we, we are not perfect, you see, nobody no. is perfect. No. <laughs> perfection is a kind of an illusion and perfection is a kind of a target which has been set by the patriarchal society for us. And it is, in fact, an impossible target for any one of us to achieve. But see, as fools, we spend our entire lives trying to, you know, trying to prove to the entire world that we can be perfect. So yes. I think, uh, so I think that is real, so true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I think, you know, the real um, wisdom dawns on us the day we realize that it's a mirage. So we should stop, uh, you know, chasing perfection. And we have to start accepting ourselves the way we are. And the day we do that, the very fact that we will be messing up a lot of times, we will be committing a lot of mistakes, we will be stumbling, we will be committing a lot of failures, all these will be, you know, we will be very comfortable with all these things. I think awesome. that is the first step towards inner growth. Because we grow chronologically in years. But when it comes to the inner growth, we are all babies, you see. <laughs> we do not oh, really yeah. grow because that <laughs> is so difficult. That is so very difficult for any one of us. I mean, uh, our chronological growth is uh, spontaneous and it's natural. But then the inner growth requires a lot of inner work. And it requires you to step out of your comfort zone and to acknowledge a lot of uh you know difficult truths about yourself so that's oh, difficult yeah. that's difficult but then that is something which is so essential we just cannot i mean you just cannot grow and evolve into a better version of yourself unless you take on that difficult path towards your inner growth Yes, and that's all within you. You have to claim, you know, who you are and know who you want to be. 
But the first step, of course, we all should know is to love yourself. You know, we know firsthand when you listen to the outside world, and like you just said, no one is perfect, but we always tend to give each other when we all should be uh, fixing ourselves, if you will. (laughs) And, you know, bettering ourselves, but we see it all the time on social media. A lot of us don't know how to do that because we're too busy being a copy and looking and doing what everyone else is doing instead of being an original. True. So do you think with you no know, mental health and education and do you feel like those go hand in hand? Because I think that's something that should be taught in schools as well. Absolutely. Uh, Along with mental health, a lot of other things should also be taught in schools, which are not which are not taught. So uh, it's not only mental health, it's also, uh, you know, uh, emotional intelligence, how to deal with your emotions. That is also something that needs to be taught in our schools. And sadly enough, it's not done. We all come from a kind of an educational culture where um, a lot of importance is given to intelligence quotient and absolutely the the emotional quotient is neglected. So and 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 uh, the consequence of that is something that we see around us now that we see uh, so-called successful people earning a lot of money or maybe doing a good job or running a good business, but they're not happy from within. They do not have, uh, you know, happy and satisfying relationships around them. They do not know how to handle their emotions. They do not know how to stay mentally healthy. So this, this has roots in our education system because our education system never ever emphasized on the most important things that needs to be taught to our children. Yeah, there's so many things missing in this education and it needs to be taught, it needs to be integrated somehow. Absolutely. So what? how is it over there in India with uh, COVID and everything? with the schools uh now it has been normalized so all the educational institutions are running their classes in a physical mode okay so it's normalized now and uh obviously during the last two years um, i guess and i i think as an educator uh, when we have seen a lot of uh, negative things around us in terms of loss of life, um, a lot of mental health issues. But one thing uh, that is very, very positive is that we have seen so many positive changes in the sphere of education. For the first time, we have seen the benefits of a technology-embedded education system. It's not that technology was not there before two years. It was very much there. But we have actually never uh, thought of, you know, integrating it 
uh, properly in our education uh, system. Yeah. So uh, while it is said, you know, when you are pushed to the edge and when you really do not have any other option, uh, you will start, you know, experimenting with a lot of new things. So that is exactly what has happened in the last two years. When we all have been pushed to the edge, we all started, uh, you know, donning our creative, uh, donning our creative hats, and we started thinking uh, innovatively and creatively as to how can we do a lot of things differently. So I guess that is something very positive, and yeah. I wish that even in the post-pandemic times. Uh, this uh, to think creatively and to do things in an innovative manner continues. I we agree. We agree. Have you been able to even travel and do any conferences or summits with um the last two years? Well, uh, in the month of May, I had. Oh, after one and a half years, you see. So last one and a half years, I had not been able to do that. But then, um, yes, in the month of May, I had been there in the UK um, for an educational visit for, uh, you know, as a part of the Erasmus Plus project. So it was a kind of an exchange program between Natsvai University in the UK. So, well, it has started. Uh, and I guess uh, things stay normal. Yeah, I guess as normal as possible. <laughs> but a lot really um, has changed. I haven't really traveled that much, but trying to do everything that we can here is uh, morning time where we are. But, you know... One thing we can really say is you have to do the best you can with these times right now. It's so much going on. So much going Absolutely. on. So, so this is this is I guess this is also a very, very uh, important lesson for all of us, you see. So we all have been accustomed to a kind of life, and then suddenly we we face uh, a very different kind of a situation. And a lot of people, they really did not know how to uh, cope with the same. But then the resilient ones, they have really come up with, uh, you know, uh, proper coping strategies and they have really thrived. So I guess this is also something important, how to deal with the adversities of life, how to deal with the vagaries of life, because life has never promised us that it's going to be a bed of roses, you see. Yeah. I mean, none of us have been promised that, you see. So I think, yes, we need to be uh, extremely positive and we need to do the best that we can. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's all you can really do. You know, life will never be perfect. It can be hard, but as long as you are still breathing, you're still on the winning side. So, you know, make the best of it. You only get one shot, one chance. So, true. what are you going to do with your life? 
that's the only thing we can really say. <laughs> so we have one more question for you before we um, get out of here. You were recognized as one of the 99 women achiev achievers of India for 2021? Yeah. How did that happen and what was that like? So, well, I, I, I really feel, uh, you know, humbled and at the same time privileged to have been recognized as one of the uh, 99 women achievers uh, of India in the year 2021. And I believe that uh, more than, uh, you know, as an educator or as an academician, the very fact that I have been recognized as a woman in the true sense of the term, it is so very special to me because uh, in spite of so many odds and obstacles around us, surrounding us till date, you know, in spite of the fact that, that uh, we are an educated nation, have prospered so far and all those things, Yet, when it comes to true empowerment, women are far, far behind. So I guess being recognized as a strong woman and being recognized as a woman who knows her worth, who knows her value. So this is something which is really special to me, much more than any other recognitions that I have received. Wow. That must have been amazing. Yes, it's, it is. It is an amazing feeling. But m much more than that, I guess, uh, it's a kind of, uh, you know, it's it's a kind of, I would say, it's, it's, it's your way of life. It's something mm -hmm. that you decide consciously to continue with. So it is not, you know, winning a recognition or being recognized as somebody or something. But more important is that you embody that and you decide to continue uh, with the essence of the same. I think that is what matters. I can't agree more. Uh, I, we love your, I'm, I'm still impressed by your resume. I've never seen anyone with these accomplishments ever. And I was so impressed the first time I read it and even now going over it, you have done and help and accomplish so much. And if no one has said this already, thank you for even, <laughs> you know, caring so much about someone other than yourself. And it sounds like you have a backstory of your own of things that you've gone through, but you still, this is proof. You haven't let it stop you or get in your way. And if anything, it seems it's motivated you to be better. So I'm just very impressed. You have done so much and pretty sure there's more to come. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so but, much. I honestly feel that my journey has just begun and I have a, a long, long way to go. And uh, the purpose of anybody's life, you see, lies in the fact that how much you're able to contribute how much you're able to make a difference in somebody else's life. It can be a single person or it can be a lot of people around you. But the yeah. measure of your, the measure of the quality of your life actually 
depends on uh, you know the kind of difference that you're able to make in somebody else's life the way in which you are able to touch or to impact or to inspire somebody so i guess um, uh, my journey has just begun and i have a lot of uh, you know a lot lots and lots of things to do and to contribute till i'm here on the face of the planet earth because i believe that the very fact that i have survived and the very fact that i'm still here that i do matter if i exactly have survived exactly and I, i feel the exact same way we're all still here for a reason and you're on your path and your journey and we're on ours as well so it's it's amazing thank you once again for coming on the queen candy podcast we definitely enjoyed this interview thank you so much for inviting me on that form it had really been uh you know a heart to heart conversation i would say yeah <laughs> very uh, very very candid and uh, such a smooth conversation i really appreciate yeah. it no also problem. wish you all the best in your life and god bless you same to you thank you um so last question what's next and give everyone your social media if they want to have you come out for a seminar or anything where they can find you at yeah so um i'm extremely active on social media you see so i'm there on yeah. facebook instagram and linkedin so anybody who is willing to get in touch with me can actually get in touch with me through facebook or through insta or through linkedin or alternatively they can also write to me on my personal e which is @gmail.com Okay, well there you have it everyone. Anything else you want to say before we get out of here? Well, I would only like to say that life irrespective of whatever happens, life is beautiful. and we need to live each and every moment so i i'm a strong believer in that it's not something that i never feel sad or i never feel uh, upset so it's a part of life but the thing is that i believe that each and every moment needs to be cherished because whatever it is it's actually a short life that we all are here for we are not here for eternity so we are here for a very brief period of time so let us make the most out of it and let us be happy in whatever we do beautiful beautiful we love it well thank you once again for coming on the Queen Candy podcast. We will definitely tag you on all platforms so everyone make sure y'all check out this episode. Thank you so much for your uh words of wisdom and confidence and empowerment. We love it. And we definitely wish you success in all that you do in your future endeavors. So we definitely wish you success on that as well. And thank you. Thank you so much.
Thank you so much. Okay, well, we're going to get out of here, everyone. Y'all make sure y'all stay safe, and we will talk to y'all Thursday. All right, y'all, we out of here.